another great episode of Green Business Radio. I am Jim Farmer, the Dream Business Coach, and this is the podcast to learn how to create your dream business so you too can live your dream lifestyle. I'm the founder and creator of the Dream Business Academy and the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. And I coach entrepreneurs and small business owners at all levels how to build the business of their dreams. Today's episode is brought to you by Dream Business Academy. That is a three-day live event. Our next one, which will be our seventh, is taking place in Providence, Rhode Island. And it is September 27th, 28th, and 29th. This is a marketing and a business building event where you will learn how I created what I call my million-dollar platform, which is how I've grown so many successful businesses. You'll walk away with the exact blueprint. Dream Business Academy is um, a pitch-free zone, and it's 100% hands-on. It's all learning. It's all content. Uh, Right now, we have early registration discounts going on, and if you register using the coupon code PODCAST, you enter PODCAST in the coupon code window, hit apply, you can save $100 off your registration, even your early registration discounts. That's dreambizacademy.com. Use the coupon code PODCAST and get $100 off your early registration discount. This week, I am talking to a um, a gentleman I met, I think, about uh, 60 days ago. Uh, I had the pleasure of being a guest on his program, and I'm going to return the favor. My guest today is Chi Adogu, and let me properly introduce him. Currently, digital nomading is his way around Africa Uh, Chi is a digital marketer and direct response copywriter. He helps clients grow their businesses and achieve success on their terms through his digital marketing training, personal development coaching, and entrepreneurship mentoring services. As a former management consultant in New York City, he mastered valuations, business strategy, and operations by working with top Fortune 500 companies and Tier 1 private equity firms. While working at his day job, he launched an online dropship e-commerce store that specialized in baby products. The lucrative side hustle eventually turned into a full-time entrepreneurship opportunity when he observed that this niche was underserved in his home country of Nigeria, which has a population of 200 million people, so I guess some of those are babies. (laughs) He quit his job to go to Nigeria and launch this business, The promising venture eventually turned into an entrepreneur's nightmare. We've all been there. And within three months of starting, the country fell into a deep recession and caused him to accumulate debt and lose several thousand dollars. And um, he is also a uh, student of Jay Abraham and Dan Kennedy, just like uh, your your friendly host here, to digital marketing. And uh, I'm just excited to talk to him. Chi, how are you doing today? I'm great, Jim. I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I know we're we're talking across I don't know how many thousands of miles <laughs> through, uh, through modern technology. At least, least five thousand miles minimum. That is so crazy. So so you were in New York for quite a while, did very well, and then you took this uh this uh entrepreneurial venture and you took it to uh to Nigeria and then as as I said in the intro it kinda of fell apart. How what was that like? Because you were doing pretty well in New York, and then all of a sudden you're 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 in a bad way. It sounds like. So um, what happened was I was working as a consultant in New York. Um, I did a lot of nice work with great companies, and then somehow 
most of my clients ended up being in the private equity space, investors in technology companies, and a lot of them started having technology investments in Africa. So because I was like the only African guy in my team, they'd be like, hey, Chi, do you know this person or do you know this company? And uh, once in a while, I would know one of them. So I'd, I'd look at it and I'd say, oh, yeah, I know that guy. I grew up with this guy or that's around my house. So I, I, I started working on tech companies in Africa for my private equity clients. And then I noticed that, hmm, while I was doing my own side hustle on the side, because as an entrepreneur, too, I had a side hustle of an e-commerce store. I said, everybody's getting into e-commerce in Africa. And I noticed that all these guys with technology companies and e-commerce stores in Africa don't have a baby product, and I'm already currently selling baby products. Maybe I should, you know, go do this. So I did some analysis, checked um, with a couple of friends, and I realized, you know what, it's probably a good idea. So I packed my bags. I moved to Africa within, like, three weeks of deciding to quit my job. And then I came down here, launched the business. The business was doing well. All of a sudden, guess what happens? Um, what? Oil tanks. Oil tanks. The price of oil, because the country is heavily dependent on oil, the price of oil went from somewhere like 100 and something to like 40, 50. So that meant the government didn't have money. And the government is the biggest employer of people. A lot of people do work with um, the government through consultancies or just providing service to government entities. And my clients were basically middle-class people that were relying on government money. So when they didn't have money, all my products suddenly became too expensive because imagine, Jim, if you have something that you're selling for $20 and all of a sudden it jumps to $60 because I have to cover costs, nobody can afford that, you understand? So I, I can up see that. <laughs> so, yep. so I part of a lot of debt with my Chinese creditors and um some people I had like uh, agreements with licenses to represent them solely, and I was like, man, I have all this inventory, I have all this product, but no way to sell it because people can't buy. So I was like, okay, if um, the company has to fold up, then I have to find another way to at least pay off some of my debt and uh, get this uh, entrepreneurship thing going. So that's what uh, happened with the business. So you and I, uh, we're doing this interview in July uh, 2017. When when did everything fall apart for you? Like what time frame are we talking about? Oh, so, so I moved out around March of 15. So right around, let's call it September of 15. Okay. Yeah, September so, of 15. So you were there. Around. You were there. You were there for a short time, and then all hell broke loose. It sounds like. Yes, all hell broke loose, and then I had some family members that had major medical challenges, too, at the same time. So you can imagine trying to build a business, and you have family members that are, like, not very well. Um, it was actually a cousin of mine that was running the company with me. He was diagnosed with um, cancer, and in order to, because the healthcare system here isn't that great, you know, we had to raise some funds to get him treatment in the U.K., so... Part of it was me contributing to that fund. So not that I'm complaining or anything, but I'm just saying that, you know, there were a lot of things going on at the same time in addition to what the economy was doing. So it just was like, man, uh, it's tough being an entrepreneur. Yes, it really is. So, you know, you started your podcast and where is your entrepreneurial business now? Are, are you still trying to, are you starting another one? Are you still trying to keep that one going or 
I mean, in addition to your podcast, how are you? What are you doing right now? Okay, so what happened was when the business tanked, I realized that the major problem was a the customer. The customer couldn't buy the product. So I I said to myself, all right, what are my skills? What can I do? You know, if I can't sell the physical products, I must be able to like do something else. So I realized that in learning in consulting as well as running this e-commerce store, I picked up like digital marketing skills. And also in the course of moving from the States to Africa, uh, I was a big investor in terms of education. So I'd see a book in Barnes & Noble, I'd order it, I'd see a book on Amazon. I'd order. I never really thought about them. I just thought, oh, they look interesting. So some of those books happened to be J. Abraham books and Dan Kennedy books, the no BS because I just felt, wow, some guy writing a book on no BS seems like it'll be an interesting read. So yeah. when I had some time, <laughs> I started reading those books, and I realized that, man, you know, it's like uh, God actually gives you tools you need to get yourself out of problems. So those books actually became kind of like the tools I started using to, A, start uh, slowly paying down debt and also building up my direct response marketing skills. So in addition to knowing how to do Facebook and Instagram marketing, I realized that, okay, if I could change central structure and copywriting, if I could move things around, if I understood the psychology of who was buying, I'd be able to create a better um, positioning in terms of my products or services. So I just transformed myself into a digital marketer. I was like, okay, if I'm a digital marketer now, I have to try this out and see if it works. I had a friend that had a real estate company that I was working with also, because I'm, uh, I'm an entrepreneur, I have to hustle and pay bills too. So I said, dude, let me try this. I did um, a couple runs for Facebook advertising for the business. We started getting people interested in real estate and in renting homes and coming for showings and all that. So I was like, oh, man, there's really something here. So I've been doing um, digital marketing ever since. So uh, so you turned your, you took the knowledge that you gained to start your business your baby products, but now you're you're selling your services, the internet marketing services. That, that's your main business now, being an, an online kind of guru, so to speak. Yes, exactly. Well, very good. So I'm curious, what was the uh, what was the first couple of books you read by Dan Kennedy? Um, it was the No BS Guide to Direct Response. And then uh-huh. the No BS Guide to Wealth Building or something like that. Wealth and Attraction. Also, yes, Wealth Attraction. And then I think I had also bought one of his programs. It wasn't, um, I, I want to say Advanced Business Development or something like that. So all these things were just like sitting in my suitcase, the books, and on my laptop. You know? Wow. And then Jay Abraham, I had a sticking point solution, how to actually do well when your business is in a recession and getting everything you can out of all you've got. These things were just sitting around, and I had no idea when I was buying them that they'd, they'd actually play an important role in developing my skills. Sometime you know, that's down interesting. So I read my first Dan Kennedy book, um, let's see, when did I start? In 2007. And it happened to be no BS direct marketing. It was the red and black one. And then yeah, I resonated one, yeah. so I resonated so much, gee, with Dan's style and his message and his teachings. 
I was sitting on the beach reading that. Well, I was under my umbrella because of my skin cancer. But I, I ran back to the house, and I jumped on my laptop, and I went to Amazon and ordered every book Dan wrote. And, I, and the second <laughs> one I read was No BS Wealth Attraction. And, you know, I know you're a little familiar with my story. And when I read No BS Wealth Attraction, and he said, you have to create celebrity for yourself, right? Just yeah. anoint yourself. And that's, that is when I created the newsletter guru. That's when I really started growing my newsletter business, No Hassle Newsletters. I mean, Dan has had such an, uh, such an impact. And I was going to say an imprint on my business. It's, it's really something. Um, so anyway, that's interesting. You know, we, we had uh, a similar experience and you know there. The, and you know the funny thing, Jim? On this side of the world, Dan, I don't think is that much known because whenever I speak, I also speak with um, youth entrepreneurship um, forums. I speak with church group and local business groups, and I just teach them simple principles that I get from the book. I mean, they're not uh, they're not rocket science. I didn't create them, but these are principles that I read in the book and I learned from the audio programs, and I teach it to them. And it's 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 like, man, where are you coming from? This is like rocket science. This is like something we've never heard before and i'm like no it's dan kennedy this this stuff really works it works everywhere and i'm sure dan probably hasn't been to africa but his stuff is working here well he doesn't like to travel much anymore you know and, and uh i don't know if his private plane would go to africa or not but um he certainly he certainly got himself in a position where if he doesn't want to go there he don't have to go there so um you know that's so interesting one of the things I've learned, and I forget if Dan said this, but somebody in this whole Internet space said, you know, success leaves clues or success leaves yeah. tracks. And when I when I started applying some of the Dan Kennedy teachings to my business and it really started helping in a big way, I, I made a commitment to myself that if he says go left, I'm going to go left. He says, go right, I'm going to go right. In other words, I'm not going to put my own entrepreneurial stink on it just so I can make it my idea. <laughs> and if Dan said, you should do this, I'm not going to say, well, I kind of like some of that. I, I basically, whatever Dan said, I did, right? And that's that was such yeah. a, a, a boon to my business. Yeah. And I think so, the only so, thing I would add to this. Yes, go on, Jim. Yep, no, no, go ahead, please. Okay, I was going to say, the only thing I would add to that is, Basically, yes, you do it, but obviously, from where I'm sitting, because of the minor cultural differences, you kind of have to, it all boils down to knowing your customer. If you analyze the customer, you will understand and what works for the cultural situation where you are, and then you can modify it slightly. The basis are the same. The psychological principles are the same. The, the persuasion tactics, the structuring of your message, everything is the same, but you have to understand that there are different things that will make things move a little bit faster in Africa as opposed to you putting the same message in America probably wouldn't translate as well. Yeah. So I know um I believe in your in your current business model, you know, you you rely a lot and you teach and, and help people with content marketing. Content marketing is like this giant term. It can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. What does content marketing mean to you and and how do you help businesses, you know, increase their visibility? And presence. So for me, content marketing is basically storytelling and story selling. If you're able to tell the right story to the right person at the right time, that person builds uh, a knowledge base of 
who you are as an individual, as a business, they start to like you and they start to trust you. So for me, content marketing is just basically being able to disseminate the right story of the business at the right time to the right person. So I incorporate content marketing in terms of writing blog posts or guest posting or podcasting with um, paid advertising, maybe advertising on LinkedIn or on Facebook, just because A, you want to reach a wider audience, and if you look at the analytics, there are more eyeballs on places like Facebook and Instagram than there are on many of the the larger um, websites or even individual websites. Like, I may not be able to reach 10,000 people a day, but on Facebook, I know that there are at least 100 or 200,000 people in my niche or in my in my specific um, geographic locality that will see my promoted post and then they'll click over and want to learn more about what it is my the company I'm representing is doing and maybe try and do business with them. Do you do you work with uh exclusively internet based companies? Do you work with brick and mortar stores or, or both or what? No, so I do both. So right now I actually represent clients in the Middle East and also local businesses in Africa. So if I'm traveling from Take, for example, I'm currently in Lagos, Nigeria. When I'm in Ghana, I also talk to dentists, I talk to lawyers, I talk to bankers, I talk to mom-and-pop shops around the store. I, if I'm in Mauritius, I talk to travel agencies, I talk to people that are running Airbnbs just because these guys, they all need visibility for their for their products and services. And right now, the way the world is, everybody around the globe is on um, social media. So you have to reach people where they are. So I work with both online businesses and offline businesses. Okay. So what do you see as the greatest challenge to somebody who's maybe they've got a maybe they've got a, a ten or fifteen or even a twenty year track record running a, a brick and mortar type of business, whether it be a bakery or a hardware store or anything like that, and they're saying, you know, things have really stagnated. Growth is not what it used to be. Um Hey, Chi, can you, what can you do with this newfangled <laughs> internet marketing stuff? How, you know, like, wh- how do you, how do you even attempt to, what's your starting point when you're talking to somebody like that? Okay, so I'll give you a great example. I worked with a small boutique hotel as well as a company that manufactures um, paper products like toilet paper and serviettes and whatnot. And I told the owner of the boutique hotel, this was in Ghana, that, look, I'm here. The last time I visited here, you barely had three people, and your hotel has 30 rooms, so you're underutilized by almost 85, 90%. I said, if you go around to the bus stops or to the parks and just deliver your flyers, guess what? Maybe one out of 500 will be interested in coming to stay at your hotel because they're last minute and they don't know where to stay in Accra and they just need a place to stay. However, you could target people that are coming from other countries. Maybe they're coming from overseas or they're interested in doing tourism in Ghana and they're just saying, hey, I don't know where to stay. And all you could see, yeah, and you can see all that detail in um, Facebook that this person is visiting because Facebook is bad like that. They have all the data for everything. So I'm just, I'll just tell them that, look, we can attract more people if, Facebook knows that they're coming because they already know that they're coming. If you put it on Facebook, I can guarantee you at least your phone is going to ring 
and then from there it's up to you to sell them why they should stay at your place your current marketing situation is not working so what else do you have to lose by trying something mm. different that's good yeah that's good that's some good sales you're kind of painting a picture and and things like that um, mm-hmm. I've only got a couple. I got a couple minutes left, G, and I want to ask you about uh, resiliency. Um, you know, I know for when you interviewed me, you know my whole backstory of unemployment and mm. debt and cancer, and and my first year in business being revenue free, and thankfully I've I've bounced back in a pretty good way. But you know, we we all go through a lot of stuff, and um, and you've been through some stuff, and you know you're climbing your way out and, and building a different business model. What have you learned from going through stuff, shall we say? Um, okay, so the main thing I learned from going through stuff is that, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, there's no Superman coming to help you. You, know, you, can't, you can't wait around thinking, oh, you'll have a friend or an uncle or somebody that will just swoop in and save the day. No matter what happened, I mean, hey, I lost a lot of money. I was in debt. My cousin that was very ill passed away. That, that I was dead from his debt. I moved down here thinking I could do this business and it crashed right in front of my eyes. You know, people thought I was crazy to move down in the first place. After wallowing in it for a couple months, I said, you know what? Nobody's coming to save me. Nobody's going to give me the money I need to get out of debt. Nobody's coming to, you know, help me build my career or my business back up. I have to take the bull by the horn. And guess what? I don't want to just live a life where I just wake up in the morning go to work, come back home, have some food, watch television, and go back to sleep and do it all over again. I have to wake up and just uh, put my big boy pants on and say, hey, no matter what, I have to just go out there and find a way to make it. You know, that's what you just have to do. You just have to tell yourself. If you tell yourself that message enough times, some somewhere deep down in your spirit, it's just going to resonate, and you're just going to wake up and find yourself that, A, you start to do the work. It might not be the whole thing you need to do, but even if it means waking up, like, it took me a long time to start waking up at 4.35 a.m. in the morning to get ready to do the work. Once I had that rhythm, down, I said, okay, now I can wake up 5.30 a.m. Let me start um, writing out what I'm going to do today. Let me start hitting the streets. Let me start sending cold calls or cold emails out and finding clients to do the work. It, it'll just You just have to encourage yourself. Tell yourself, don't give up. I know it sounds cliche, but you really have to tell yourself, don't give up. Tomorrow is going to be a brighter day. The sun will shine again. The sun will always shine again. And um, you move forward with life. You know, you start to smile, hang out with friends, go on dates, and uh, life life will get beautiful again. It's just a bump in the road. It's only over, and it's only over when you say it's over, right? I mean... Yeah. It's not how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get up. I mean, that sounds a little cliche-ish, but it's it's 1,000% true, uh, no matter how many times you get knocked down. The people who achieve massive amounts of success and get to live life on their terms, those are people that do not know the meaning of the word quit, <laughs> even yeah. when it looks like maybe they should, but they don't quit, <laughs> and then something yeah. pops. Yeah, and I remember a quote from my chancellor of my university. He always used to say this every time we had a meeting. He said, you don't determine a man's um, wealth or success as the world does by, um, you know, his money or his trappings of success or how many times he's mentioned in the news. You determine a man's success and stature by what it takes to stop him. So if just a little bit of um, tragedy or loss of money or 
a bankrupt business is going to stop you, then you're not, you're not going to be very successful in life, you know. You know, the thing that stops you is the most powerful thing, and you've got to realize that you have more power than whatever it takes, whatever comes in, your, in front of you to try and stop you. That's awesome. What a great way to end. So how can people learn more about you? I'm, I don't know if they're going to go to Nigeria and have coffee with you, but, you know, in the, in the Internet age, how can people connect with you if they want to uh, oh, do so? People can, find, people can find me on my website. is www.odogwu.com. You can find me on Twitter at C-H-O-D-O-G-W-U. Facebook, it's uh, my last name, O-D-O-G-W-U. And uh, you can just Google me, Chiyo Dogo. I'll pop right up. You'll see um, links to my LinkedIn and uh, all kinds of social media pages. And you can find me easily. Well, that's awesome. Chi, thanks so much. I, I, I'd I, have to think about it probably not too long. I think this is probably the most long-distance interview that I've done in six years. I think, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I've talked to anybody more than 5,000 miles away, but it's been a real pleasure having you on my program. Oh, thanks a lot for inviting me, Jim. I really appreciate it. And guess what? I've been reading your book, uh, Just Say Yes. So uh, this summer I'm actually trying to do some new things that I've never done before just because I want to apply the mindset of uh, saying yes. Like, for example, I hate swimming and scuba diving, and I'm going to try that out this summer. So it's uh, as a result of your inspiration, buddy. So thank you for uh, writing that book. Well, that made my day, but it also explains why when – when we're giving away free copies of the book and only charges six ninety five, I saw like a forty five dollar shipping charge. That was probably to you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad you're enjoying the book. That made me feel better. <laughs> oh goodness. I'm glad it's found its way to you and I hope it inspires you to uh you know, just say yes. And and you know, that's that the people who just say yes even when they don't feel ready or feel financially able, or feel mature enough, whatever it is, those are the people who are doing things. So thanks, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. You, you have a great afternoon. You too, Jim. Have a great day. Take care. Hey, folks. Yeah, that wraps up this very special interview uh, all the way from Nigeria. I want to thank um, the Dream Business Academy for sponsoring the show. Again, you can get $100 off using the coupon code podcast at checkout go to dream biz academy dream biz academy.com thank you to my editors assistants all my dream team members that make what i do look so doggone easy uh watch for another great episode this time next week until then just say yes create your dream business so you too can live your dream lifestyle and yes you can still get a free copy of my latest book at just say yes book.com just say yes, book.com, six ninety five shipping and handling, even to Nigeria. I am Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I'm committed to helping you build a more profitable business faster, and you take good care. <laughs>